Hi, this is uh, Project Dan. Welcome to this live Living and Working Abroad show. Uh, coming to you with great uh, effort and trauma as we try to overcome some technical stags we've had today. Uh, thank you to Google for that. Uh, it's coming up to the end of the year. Uh, not less than 90 days to go until the UK tax returns are due uh, at the end of January uh, for the uh, tax year to January 23. Uh, but the calendar tax year is coming up now in December uh, 23 for countries where expats uh, are living or have got property rentals in locations where there's a calendar year uh, tax year at the end of December. So you've got some year-end tax planning that you can do now. You can review your expenses and, and your allowances. What can you charge to your business, to your property? What gains can you take of any capital purchases that you could do to maximize your, your tax savings in the current tax period? Um, above all, uh, if you've not taken advantage of to utilize all your allowances, you could contact uh, a proactive your tax advisor for help and guidance on on how to uh, use strategies to minimize your tax in the remaining days of this month and this tax year. If you're living and working abroad remotely <clears throat> up to 90 days, then you can still be paying tax and social insurance in your home country. Uh, if that's not the case, then you may have to uh, consider uh, taking additional action. If you're working more than 90 days in another country, then you should uh, start paying uh, income tax and social insurance on that employee or earned income in that other country, which could mean you're working as a contractor or it could mean you're working as self-employed. More information guidance on correctly reporting your overseas property income and um, overseas uh, income for remote working, contact us at productpartnership.com. There's um, anyone with Product Partnership advise clients with overseas property in Spain, Portugal, France, uh, Greece, Cyprus uh, about managing that property and the, the tax reporting. It doesn't matter where you are individually tax resident, any property rental income is due in the country in which the property is based. So in, in Italy, that's 21%. In Cyprus, it could be anywhere between 2 and 5%, depending upon your circumstances. Um, with Cyprus, you've got special exemptions for non-domicile, but there still could be a small amount of tax to pay. <clears throat> in the UK, um, even if you're tax resident in the UK, if you've got overseas property rental, and you should report that on your UK tax return. Otherwise, potentially, uh, Portugal, Spain, Italy, uh, France, Greece, Cyprus could come after you for that property rental income in the years ahead using exchange of information, which is available to them to get that information from you at some point in the future. So have that in mind. Remember, that you need to, a UK uh, property rental or UK uh, expats need to do their online return by the end of January. That's less than 90 days. So if you need help and guidance completing your 
tax return for the end of January uh, in, within the next 90 days, contact us at productpartnership.com. <clears throat> As a, a reminder of the possible repercussions, uh, anybody with overseas property, including if that's a, a holiday let in Scotland, Wales, Ireland and the UK, consider what's happening in Italy. Italy's tax authorities have seized 670 million from Airbnb. Uh, this is a tax claim for what they claim is the 21% tax is due on that property rental income that Airbnb should have deducted as tax agents for them uh, from the 1 billion uh, rental income that they received over a three year period from 2020. Um, Airbnb are fighting this, and, but there's one of two things are gonna happen. Either Airbnb are gonna pay the tax in which case they, Airbnb are then going to come after the property owners to pay that tax, or Airbnb are not going to pay the tax, but the tax authorities will then come away with the names and addresses and contact details of all the owners of that property who received that income as the beneficial owners of that property, of that property rental income over those years. And, and that by exchange of information between Italy and the home country of the property owner, which could be the UK, Cyprus, Spain, whatever, um, that exchange of information will allow them to come knocking on your door. If you've got overseas property uh, rental income and you've reported it on your tax return in your country of residence uh, as part of your worldwide income, then the, the Italy's call for tax payment will be settled by HMRC or, or your local tax authority. But if you haven't reported that income, you've then committed a, a, an omission from your tax returns and you've got potential penalties of interest and fines uh, for that non-reporting. Now, this is something that's new. Since 2020, um, the tax authorities are getting this exchange of information on overseas property rentals, which has enabled them to be aware of who are the beneficial owners of those properties and allow them to assess them for tax. So they're getting the income information of the tax agents, whether that's a local property rental tax agent or whether it's an online uh, Airbnb booking.com, hotels.com type of scenario. So that information is there, it's being exchanged, the beneficial owners are known and, 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 it, and it's coming forward that the, the tax is going to be claimed. The, the prudent thing to do if you've not reported any income in the past would be to start reporting it now. And at least then by the time Italy or Cyprus or Spain or Portugal or the UK catch up with you, uh, they may forgive past uh, uh, indiscretions. Uh, they can only go back so far and whether they've got the, the ability or the will to do that is another matter. But if you've got a, a record of income and, and receipts of income and the potential of the accountant, the first thing you should do is start reporting your overseas property rental income on your tax individual tax residency now. The more information and guidance can help on doing that and being uh, reporting the right amount of income on your tax returns contact us at projectpartnership.com. <clears throat> so as I was saying earlier, um, 
there's less than 90 days to go to the end of the tax reporting season for 2023 for UK tax returns. Um, anybody who's been requested to do a tax return for the UK or has got a UK tax liability must report that uh, into the UK uh, by the end of January and it must be done online now. Paper returns, that expired at the end of October, but all expats have to do online returns and those can, uh, can be submitted by January. So practice in full mode on that. We want to get everything done by the end of the calendar year. And so if you've got any help and guidance you want completing that tax return, contact us at proactpartnership.com. Property, um, rental uh, income, uh, capital gains from property sales, capital gains from investment sales are all reportable in the UK, even if you're expat living or working abroad. If you recently moved, again, it's reportable in the UK. Uh, any, any type of uh, crypto sales is, again, is capital gain. So it's a reportable income in the UK. Uh, for help and guidance, speak to your expat tax advisor, Product Partnership. Uh, contact us at productpartnership.com. <clears throat> Cyprus trusts have been in the news in the last uh, week or so. And uh, Vladimir Putin, Roman Abramovich, Chelsea FC and Russian oligarchs are showing that uh, not that Cyprus trusts are bad, is that Cyprus trusts are very good because from these very, very rich people with billions of pounds under their portfolio, uh, they've been able to use Cyprus trusts uh, as a low tax planning tool to manage their, their assets. Now, they may have acted illegally, especially post sanctions for, for Russia. Um, what the Russian law is in terms of how they operate, uh, you, know, you know, the Russian law makes whatever they did legal. Uh, but obviously since the sanctions, that, that that is now not allowed. And those are the issues that are being raised and challenged by uh, Roman Abramovich and other people of this world. But what it does show is that Cyprus Trust work for family and for business and for your overseas property. The Cyprus International Trust does not charge tax on any worldwide assets. Uh, so if you're getting income or gains from overseas uh, uh, or rental income, Cyprus Trust is not going to tax that. And the fact that it's owned in that Cyprus Trust means that there's no inheritance taxes and there's no capital gains taxes as those assets, assets are transferred from beneficiary to beneficiary. So a family trust set up in Cyprus uh, with business shares or property share, uh, property ownership or with um, investment ownership can provide income uh, to family uh, and business down the generations without inheritance tax of 40% and without capital gains tax or, or other tax, additional taxes being uh, placed because of an individual's personal tax residents. So for more information and guidance on that, contact us at directpartnership.com. <clears throat> inheritance tax is a real thing for, for British citizens and it could, things could go either way. Um, but at the moment, 40% of your uh, assets on death are chargeable to inheritance tax payable within six months. And that's for all UK domiciled citizens. To change your domicile, you've got to be expat for up to 20 years. 
So uh, if you're less, if, if you still got some ties to the UK or you come back to the UK, even if your ashes are returned to the UK, the UK will still deem a UK citizen to be domiciled and liable to 40% inheritance tax on their worldwide assets. Even if they're non-domicile, your UK assets, if you've got a million pound property in London, are still subject to UK inheritance tax at 40%. So there's lots of ways to manage that. We mentioned that you could use a Cyprus Trust to manage those assets. And there's other things you could do as, as well uh, to, to give to family. A Cyprus Trust is a great way of gifting assets to family and avoiding capital gains, gifting taxes and, and inheritance taxes uh, uh, for future generations. Um, if you want more information and guidance on protecting overseas investments, property and business uh, from inheritance tax in the UK, contact us at productpartnership.com. The new world order coming in 2024, uh, whether we like it or not. We've already said the seen the geopolitical instabilities with Russia, Iran um, and China, uh, with Turkey, um, you know, getting involved as well as the Israel and Middle East situation uh, and that's going to create a, a new world order when that all settles down in 2024. In 2010 uh, the motor car was just coming into existence and uh, the Ford Model T hadn't yet rushed, uh, brushed off the uh, production lines so there's a few cars around but not very many motor vehicles but most people in 1910 still use a horse and cart. In 1925, um, Trust, Estate and Wills Act in, in the UK, the main thing, the first thing described as a chattel of an individual was his saddle and bridle when he died, because that was still uh, a person's main possession. Because if you wanted to go on a journey, you didn't have a car, you had a, a bridle and saddle, which you put on your horse to go to the next stagecoach in to change your horse or stay overnight and move on for your journey across country or across borders. Uh, those stagecoach inns are still uh, with us today in the public houses, but also in the bus routes where they have a stage fare and a stagecoach, uh, stage, uh, in, stages are based upon this old principle of the stagecoaches where you literally change your horse. By 1920, 1925, cars everywhere. And, and the, the horse as a main mode of transport uh, rapidly declined um, in, into a leisure and, and a, a, another way of traveling. So things can change very, very rapidly in a short period of time. Uh, and we've got a new world order coming in uh, for next year. We need to look and see how that's going to be. For the UK, we've got the situation where um, the, the British government have just changed their setup so the Conservative government looks like the government that replaced uh, Tony Blair's um, New Labour approach 10 years ago uh, in an effort to try and win next year's election in, in 2024. Meanwhile, Labour is pitching itself as uh, the latest version of New Labour. So re-elect uh, them as they did 10 years ago. Uh, and, and so we, got, we could either be where we were in 2013 or another version of the Conservatives in 2013 or we could have a revolution um, and we could get a completely new political 
a breakthrough, um, possibly with the Conservative Party, in the same way that post-Brexit, uh, the elected government was elected on a completely different mandate in 2019 to what is being offered by the government today. So who will, which way will it go and who will win that race? Uh, there's a revolutionary change underfoot that could happen in the UK. We can either be the same as we were 10 years ago, either from a Labour or Conservative perspective, we could be completely new post-Brexit, independent, trading Britain uh, with alliances around the world uh, in, in, in America, India uh, and, and Africa. In the USA, again, we've got a presidential election, so we can have more of the same. Uh, Joe Biden with a second term that will give 16 years of a, an Obama-Biden uh, presidency uh, into, interspersed with four years of Donald Trump. But if Donald Trump gets re-elected, then uh, based upon the, the Republican um, uh, consensus for change, that the, the, the Republican Party in, in, in America has got much of the same elements of drive for change a new world order in America that the Brexit movement has in the UK. If those Republicans come through, either through Trump or somebody else, how will that represent a different America to the one that we've seen over the last 10 years? These are the new world orders that are coming next year and, and it could change the way that you organise your business and property and family living and working abroad. For more information and guidance, uh, contact us at projectpartnership.com. Thanks a lot for listening and we'll see you again next time.